The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 96, recorded April 27th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the team. The other half is... Michael Diaz. Michael, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you, Joe? I'm great because we have a special guest on this episode today, uh, a good friend of the show, one of our best fans, an international fan as well. His name is Liam Sharp. He is with us. He is coming all the way from Burlington, Ontario, which is not far from Toronto. Liam, welcome to the show. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be on. Super excited. I know that uh, you are going to outdo Michael and I, and probably this could launch your own podcast. That would be, uh, you'll, you'll have far more knowledge than I will have, I'm sure, especially on some of the Marvel things. I might, uh, might rival uh, you on some Star Wars, but um, but we're so happy to have you. We have a, a, a packed show today and definitely want to make sure that you chime in. So, um, you know, happy, happy to have you. Yeah, it'll be great. So let's jump into the news, Michael. I see you you added some things since uh, I put on the show notes. I'll have you start. Uh, first up, now this is a spoiler. So, Liam, I don't know if you've seen this. Had you seen the uh, news as to who Russell Crowe is playing in Thor Love and Thunder? Uh, I, 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 I remember hearing something about Russell Crowe in it. And I think he was playing uh, like Zeus, right? Okay, then yes. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. I didn't want to spoil it for you if you yeah, didn't know already. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna cross gods, they're gonna cross genres of gods between Norse and Greek. Well, that has always that has always been in the Marvel universe. Yeah, and I remember there was a big like rivalry between Hercules and Thor in the comics. Correct. Yeah, I remember that part. And in fact, uh, for a little while, uh, when Hulk was away from Earth, the title renamed itself to the Incredible Hercules, I believe. Really, I, di- I didn't know that part. Yep. So Hercules was around for a while, and then. Uh, during that whole uh, uh, Dark Avengers time, what about 10, 15 years ago, whenever that was, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Ares, the obviously the um, god of war, he joined the uh, Dark Avengers run by Norman Osborn as yep. playing by, as the Iron Patriot. Yep. So the the Norse, the Roman, the Greek gods, I think they've all uh, come in and at some point in time in the Marvel universe. So like, like I said, Hercules was a big, was a big piece of it. So this, this just makes sense. I mean, they've established the North's gods aren't necessarily gods, just aliens with super advanced technology. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with the Greek gods here. And obviously oh. if Russell Crowe's playing Zeus, they're now opening that door, which yeah. I mean, there's so much, I mean, as, as wonderful and as expansive as the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been, mm-hmm. it's just scratched the surface. Yeah. It, their, their character gallery is massive. Yes. Well, this, okay. Well, getting back to uh, Love and Thunder, I mean, I mean, the cast is pretty broad and you've got Christian Bale, um, Jamie Alexander coming back, but who's Melissa McCarthy playing? I don't know. I, I'm assuming. Well, I don't know. We we know that uh, Matt Damon's coming back. Is it another play? Yeah. So I, I don't want to say Melissa McCarthy for sure. I mean, I don't. I don't want to diminish her. I, I she what she does is fantastic, and actually, she's a pretty good actress too. From some of the dramatic stuff I've seen, like comedians always make better actors. Well, yeah, to a degree, yeah. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is. I don't want to diminish her. She might have a meteor role, but something tells me she's going to be in that play like we saw with Sam Neill and Matt Damon right. at the beginning of uh, Thor Ragnarok. That's my guess, but I'm not sure. Right. Well, that's cool. Well, let's see. I mean, so is there any inkling of who's going to be Hercules? Are they bringing the rock in for that since he played Hercules in the other? 
Uh, I haven't heard any rumors yet. But Christian Bale is playing someone named Gore the God Butcher, which I don't remember anything about him. All you need to know about him is that he kills gods. So that could well, be that's kind of in the name. Right. God Butcher. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we shall see. Yeah. We shall see. All right. Um, second piece of news. It's, it's a small one, but one I'll probably find on YouTube after it's over. But Dave Filoni will be on Good Morning America next week. Uh, to promote Bad Batch. Now, sorry, Liam, I'm not sure you get Good Morning America in Canada because that would be Good Morning Canada, I would assume. Yeah, it would be. Um, but you don't get those. Do you get those ABC shows? I'm not sure how TV uh, works. I think in you here. get a couple of them, actually. Yeah. Um, the reason I say that is like I don't know if a lot of our listeners actually have heard Dave Filoni speak in interviews before, um, and I'm sure he won't be interviewed in depth on Good Morning America. Those are usually like you know five seconds and they got to go to break. But... Um, maybe he'll shed some light on the way he writes and the way he does things, but, uh, I would say check it out if you can. I'm a, for those that listen, they, you know, I'm a, a big Filoni fan and, and we'll see what he says. I'm sure they'll hit, you know, maybe answer some questions to, uh, book of Boba Fett or, you know, Ahsoka series, which he's leading. I'm sure maybe he'll answer some of those. So I would say tune in to that. A little bit of corporate synergy there. Sure, that's that's the uh, ABC News outlet for Disney, right. all on yeah. the same. And uh, you know, this is kind of you know burying the lead because we're going to talk about it later. But there has been the announcement of Captain America Four is officially in the works. Now, in the works to me it is always a funny term because they could stop it from being in the works at any time. See anybody at Lucasfilm for that. Yeah. Um, so, but there's going to be Captain America four, uh, allegedly, um, Anthony Mackie starring as Captain in Captain America yeah. four. So, what, what say you, Michael? I'm all for it. I mean, what they've got the showrunner. I think it was what Malcolm uh, Spellman. I think he was the showrunner on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So he's already taken the story this far, and obviously, the movie they haven't announced the second series, which. I don't know if there will be one. We'll get right. to that. Right. But it would seem the next logical step is to move this back into the cinematic universe. So, you know, given giving Anthony Mackie a chance to, you know, play Captain America. And already people are asking, oh, is Chris Evans going to be in it? Chris Evans doesn't need to be in it, right? No. I don't think so. He's trying he to. Like, it was a beautiful, like, way to get, like, like deal with the old and bring in the new kind of thing with Captain America. I agree with you. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if we need him to show up as like a passing of the torch that has happened. I I mean, I don't put it past Disney to do some kind of cameo of some sort. Um, Cause why wouldn't they? But then again, it doesn't need to happen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I would prefer Chris Evans not come back. Yeah. But I fully admit, if I do see him, I'm going to squeal like a fanboy. So I don't yeah. And on the topic of like passing the torch, like and stuff like that, with this Captain America Winter Soldier was for Captain to Falcon, the Armor Wars series will be like the new Iron Man to Rhodey. Exactly. That, that, that looks really cool. Which I think Sharon Carter is going to play a big role in that one as well. Oh, oh you I think, think so? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, the power broker, it's all about like the like weapons of the MCU being used by the wrong people, and she's the one that brokers that stuff. She's that stuff. Well, yes, we will. I think we should jump into that when we get to uh, the episode because I think there's a lot to that, Liam, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, any other news? On, yeah, one more yeah. quick point on the Captain America. I don't know if you noticed, but all of the Captain America social media banners and whatnot, have you seen? Nope. They're all Anthony Mackie now. Oh, good. Like, if you go to the Captain America Twitter account, it's the new Captain America. That's cool. Which I think it's cool. It's very cool. Very cool. And I think we'll, we're going to get into a lot of that talk in just a minute. Um, but prior to the big main topic, let's talk about our geek this week. Um, I'm going to start. I wasted another two hours this week um, watching Mortal Kombat. Um <laughs> It was better than than uh, Godzilla versus Kong, but I don't know what that means because, <laughs> you know, I was really hoping that this movie would be fun and good, and it was fine. 
you know, but why can't they, why can't they get some decent writing on these, on this stuff? I know it's a fight them and, you know, try to be like the video game, but I feel like if, if Marvel took it over or if Kevin Feige did it, it would be a totally different thing. And you could actually build a world and, and do some things. It's yeah, just the story mode of the game was way better than the actual movie. Yeah. It was just terrible. Short cut scenes. And I, it had a really good beginning. Like I was actually intrigued with the beginning with, you know, Scorpion and, and, um, Sub-Zero kind of doing this history thing. Um, Michael, you probably haven't watched it yet. I'm sure. I haven't. Yeah. Well, you still haven't, you're not even on Kong versus Godzilla yet. Have you? I haven't finished Kong King of Monsters yet. Yeah. Wow. So behind. Yeah. The only thing, uh, speaking of Godzilla, the only thing I liked about that movie was Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Thing. And even that was okay. like, it was 10 seconds, but that reveal was pretty cool. Yeah. The CGI on it was really nice. We should totally spoil it for Michael. <laughs> I already knew all this. Yeah. It's, it's, I know. You know. Let's face it. No one goes into a Godzilla movie for the story, right? No, but it's nice it's, to care about people. It's big beat em up monsters. And it's fine. I think you can do all that. I, I do think, you know, in some of the Fast and Furious, Michael, that you like that I've seen, you do actually care about some of the characters. Oh, yeah. there 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 is, you know, well, I hate to say it, but there's the notion of family in those movies. Right. But I mean, even when I saw uh, Hobbs and Shaw, like I like those characters, you know? Right. And, and, and you care about them. But if you don't care about anybody, it just doesn't matter. And that is Mortal Kombat just became... Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. So apparently, I have three days yet to watch Godzilla. Versus yeah, you bet. You better do it before it's gone. It's free. Well, it's not free. It's on HBO Max for the subscription price. Yeah. Um, and then I did watch episode three yesterday of The Nevers, also on HBO Max, and that show was killer. The third episode was even better than the first two. I really, really, if you are into, um, again, I, I said this last week, but if you're into more of a, a steampunk kind of thing, Victorian uh, storytelling, this is a really good show. Uh, no matter what anybody says about Josh, Josh Whedon, uh, I know he started it, and I know there's a lot of things going on with him, um, but I don't know. show's good. I like it. It's, uh, it's brought me in, so I, I recommend that. Nice. What about you, Michael? Well, I was hyped after uh, watching the finale of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I went last, oh, not last year, but two years ago now when we did the Grand Rapids comic book convention. My big thing on that Sunday, remember, was going to find the half-off trade guys. Remember that? Yep. Or the $5 trade guys. So I bought like five or six trades of uh, Captain, uh, Captain America, but Sam Wilson is Captain America, right? Right. And I still hadn't read them. They were sitting on my bookshelf. It's been almost, what, a year and a half? Finally pulled them all out. And I start reading the first one. And right away, I'm like, oh, wait a sec. This is, I'm missing something. And it turns out there was a trade before called All New Captain America Volume 1. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you have Amazon Prime. Yeah, I do. You yep. can download that trade paperback for free. It's a part oh, of Prime man. Reading. Prime Reading allows you to borrow at any one point in time uh 10 10 you know books if you will now okay. they're select they have to say prime reading but that was a prime reading option so i actually read all new captain america volume one and then i found out there's a second trade that comes before what i bought called all new captain america fear him and then it launches and then there's like some captain america and the Mighty Avengers, blah, blah, blah. But his solo series then picks up with the trades I have. So I've started reading those. So I've read those two trades all about, you know, uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America. Um, first one's a little boring, though, if I'm being 100% honest. Second one's better so far. But then so uh, other th I'm sorry, go ahead. Prime reading, you can read anything that's in no. there? That That's in the prime reading thing. Right. It has to be labeled as prime reading. Wow. And you know Marvel, what? You, I, I, smart though, they've put a lot of volume ones into Prime Reading. Sure, so why not? You buy the volume twos, right? Wow, there's boy, they've got recommendations with me, and interesting. That's where, if you remember, a couple months ago, I read the first ten issues of the Immortal, or yeah, the Immortal. Hulk. Yeah, right. Prime Reading. 
and it's fantastic. It, it's great horror. And I'm already paying for it. Yeah, you're, and you're already paying for it, so why not read them for free, right? Ah, thanks, Michael. Thank good, good tip. I'm here to help. Can you search the uh, Prime reading? I don't see that. That might be a little bit harder. Because how did you find the uh, all-new Captain America? What's it called? All-new Captain America? Yeah, I just looked for it, and then I noticed it said Prime Reading. I looked for it to see how much the trade was, and it said digitally you can buy it, or Prime Reading, read for free. So I said, yes, I'll take that. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So read those, and then I bought – so I, I looked today. I don't know if by the time – People listen to this if it's still going on. It's on right now. So I'm checking it right now and I'm going to, it's got, yeah, all new Captain America, volume one, Hydra Ascendant, all new Captain America, 2014, Kindle and Comixology. Um, Yeah, there you go. Read for free, included with paint. There you go. Very, very cool. But what I wanted to say was also going on, I don't know if it'll still be going on when this hits the air, but. Marvel's having a massive Star Wars trade paperback sale. Digital again. I looks like I bought 14 Omnibuy. Varying between a dollar to two dollars each. Plus a bunch of different, you know, just graphic novel collections or trade not trade paperback collections. Again, all digitally. I guesstimate I bought over seven thousand pages of comic book material. Wow. That's a lot. And I think I spent twenty-five bucks. That's amazing. Which, you know, it's it's not nothing, but I have way more comics than I need to read right now. <laughs> right. To catch up on. Liam, did you have any, uh, uh, do you have a geek this week? What did you do this week? Uh, well, I did, after watching the episode a couple of times, I did go back and read the Dark Avengers comic series because I did have a feeling about that. And I forgot how good they were and how, like, crazy the Sentry character was. Oh, yeah. So tell us some listeners, like me included, I have not read The Dark Avengers, so give us a little so synopsis. The Dark Avengers, uh, Norman Osborn was president, so and he took over the Iron Patriot role. So he decided to create his own Avengers, but he actually ended up using old villains. So Matt Gargan, who was Scorpion, uh, became Venom. Bullseye dressed up as Hawkeye. Sentry was Sentry, he's crazy. Ares was in that. Moonstone, Novar, and Dokken. And I'm pretty sure one of them dressed up as Wolverine. I'm pretty sure. I think it was yeah, Dokken, who's Wolverine's son. Yeah. And essentially, they were like government paid hitmen, but under the aim of superheroes. Is this like Suicide Squad version? Kind Marvel? Of. And in one of the versions, uh, actually, US Agent was the leader of it. So I, I so when I saw that I was like oh okay I'm gonna check that out. So and then after that I went back and played um, a game called Devil May Cry again for like the yeah. sixth time. <laughs> nice. Man, I wish I had more time for gaming. Same here. I you know I think I made the mistake of buying a Switch Lite or the the smaller one. Oh yeah, they're not. Um, but I like the games. But I think you know. I may, I'm going to wait for the next Switch to come out and probably sell my Switch Lite and maybe even my Xbox One. I don't know. I never It's, it's hooked to my TV, but I never even turn it on. I don't have time. But I feel like the Switch in my hand, I can grab and just play in. I don't know. Oh, let me know if you sell, sell that Switch Lite. Yeah? I'll sell it to you. We'll talk, we'll talk offline. We'll talk, yeah. We'll take this offline. We'll, we'll take this offline. Yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what color is it? It's yellow. I'm okay it's pretty, with it. it's it's awesome. It's Nintendo yellow, just like my friend Lando likes yellow. <laughs> Every time you get me. Um. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that brings us to our main topic today, and that is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the final chapter or the finale, however you call it. Um. I'll I'll hold on my opinion right now. Um. But let Liam. We brought you on the show because, you know, I, I we talked before and that you've been watching the show pretty tight and we had a uh, discussion and I wanted you to come on the show because I, I feel you're, you have some strong opinions and um, some good ideas. So tell us what you think of uh, the finale of uh, the show. I thought it was really good. It, it was a great kind of transition 
period from like the beginning of the show and the uncertainty of Sam taking up the shield to him accepting it and just really doing well with it. And there's great like plot twists and some great action scenes, some comedy. And it was just, I thought it was a really great episode. Really well done. Michael? I agree. Uh, I enjoyed it. I liked that it was uh, action forward. You know, we got a lot of that right at the beginning. But then it switched back to more talking. But not that it was bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think what I liked best about this entire, this episode and the entire series is that Sam has stayed, has stayed true to who he is yeah, and has been. So I think that's the strongest thing. And if the fact that the showrunner from this show is going to be doing the movie, I'm good with that. And now I went back while the show was going on and rewatched Winter Soldier. I did too. I did that. I should have put that in my geek this week, but I did that before the finale. I watched Winter Soldier. And then after seeing last week's penultimate episode and then re- re- I've watched this last episode twice by the way me too which is I have not watched many of the other episodes multiple times I'm at three okay yep I, I then could probably watch it again because yeah. it's it is a great transition to Sam and if you go back and watch the four or five minutes of Endgame when Cap goes back in time watch it again now I don't know if they, you know, they kind of did a, you know, retcon, if you will, to make this show fit that. But remember, in the penultimate episode, Bucky basically said, when when Steve told me his plan, you know, we didn't realize, you know, the defect it would have on a black man, blah, blah, blah. Right. And if you go back and watch that scene from Endgame. Bucky always knew. Bucky always knew. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it. Yeah. So I just... You know, I want to give praise. This was a good episode. There was a little bit more I wanted out of it, and we'll get to that in a sec. But it was a very good episode. It was a good finale. But the strongest part is that Marvel has got the writing down. They must have a fantastic, I don't know, editing department, or they must have great story minders that make sure that everything clicks and goes into place so well. So on that alone, I, I got to praise this show. Right. So my take was I, I did like it as well. I liked it a lot. Um, I think in contrast to WandaVision, like I feel pretty proud of myself of pretty much predicting everything from episode three on <laughs> um, from Power Broker to, uh, you know, Sam have, or um, Bucky having to go back and apologize to the, the gentleman. That's, oh, yeah. You kind of you see that coming. Um, you know, there, there was, but I don't think that's what the show is about. The show wasn't about like WandaVision where you don't know what's going to go. Like, you know where it's going to go. And it's, there's a reason it goes that way. What, and so you could see a lot of people online saying, well, this was predictable. This was, you know, um, you didn't really need all of this uh, to, to, to have Sam be Captain America. But I totally disagree with that opinion. I think that this did exactly what it's supposed to do. It is actually hold a mirror up to, society and um you know while the words may be i'm not gonna say the word i guess preachy is not the word i'm thinking of the the words may be a little direct they were needed when he's speaking when sam is speaking to the i guess council yeah yeah yeah, and, and saying you know all the things that he said you know i'm not gonna go through each one of them but basically this show was about the marginalized and the minimized people. Yeah. Right. From whether you were displaced, whether you happen to be of color or any other uh, marginalized person in society. And they held the mirror up to us, right? They said like, we can't have a black captain America. Yes, we can. And we should. And this is, it was, I thought it was just great that the way that they just put it right in your face and didn't dance around it and didn't try to hide from it. In fact, even should be proud of the way they did it. And here I am and I don't, you know, I'm going to deal with it. And they didn't wait to say it. Right. He comes in through the window. You know, what, I, I forgot what the guy asked was I'm captain America. He just said it. He, and that's when at the beginning, you know, 
Yeah, he said, who are you? I'm Captain America. And then he, he finally said that, isn't Captain America on the moon? So keep referencing that. Yeah. And that was... Uh, I actually... That's true. Yeah, because, I was going to bring that up too, Liam. Because I'm pretty sure... Because when they, they keep mentioning, oh, Captain America's on the moon. But then there's that scene, I forget which movie it was in, where Fury was on that, like, scroll station. So maybe Cap is up there with Fury on, on the station. So he's technically in space or on the moon. Like, yeah. I can't think. Yeah, where where else is that referenced? Captain America on the Moon. Oh, uh, Torres in episode one. Yeah, the first episode. That's right. Yes, yes. Isn't he on the Moon? Well, some people also have said that might be kind of a, a wink and a nudge to um, the Umbrella Academy because uh, you have that character I can't remember his name. Oh, right, right, right. But he's very much a Captain America esque type character. He was enhanced. Oh, yeah. But, now, but he's obviously part, you know, ape and whatnot. But he actually was on the Moon. Yeah, I I oh, don't yeah. think. Go ahead, Liam. Yeah, he was a, the guy, the Luther, I believe. Yes, he he, yeah. he he was sent to the moon for no apparent reason. I I do believe Cap's there. I think that if the time is right and something happens, they need Captain America. Then they'll something will happen and they'll yeah. they'll bring him back. But uh, so yeah, I mean for for my opening statement is you know really really good episode. Um, a lot of you know, put yourself in other people's shoes, kind of a series. Yes. Um, and I liked the kind of drawn out, I'll say, well, you didn't see the movies, Michael, but kind of like the uh, Lord of the Rings ending where you see a lot of the celebration and you see that kind of yeah. happiness stuff happening at the end, which for crying out loud, he, he just, they just fought, you know, Thanos. They were blipped, came back, came back and like, can I at least have a little bit of a party at the end? It was yeah, kind of nice to see happy. some good times. Yeah. Like when uh, Carly was calling him on the phone going like, you you never fight for something bigger than yourself. It's like that's all I've been doing my entire life. I, I died, came back. I fought yeah. Thanos. I died. I came back and then I have to do this stuff and once I came back, it's like never the guy never gets a break. And he no. noted, I keep losing. Yeah, yeah that's it. He's never, he's got the wharf effect. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, very, very good episode. Um, so what'd you think of the outfit? I I wasn't sure he was going to fly or not. I thought it was a super cool outfit. It was very, it was almost identical to the one in the comics actually. Yeah. Almost. So just a couple color changes. As we talked last week, Joe, when he opened the, the box from Wakanda, it was like, right. It looks small. I was like, uh, is he going to have the wings in there? I was hoping he did. So when he shows up in that first few seconds, you know, you see him flying around. I'm like, it's going to look just like the comics. And when he blew through the window and jumped in. Yeah. So I was very happy with the costume because I like the costume from when Sam Wilson was Captain America in the comics. So I loved it. It's it's funny that Bucky asked the Wakandans for this specific design before Sam actually made the decision to take the shield. So it's almost like Bucky knew, like Bucky knows everything, that Sam would end up taking it. Well, yeah, but there is also, like I said, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, as they mentioned in the, in the previous episode, you know, him and Steve had already talked. So uh, I think they, I don't know, I, I don't want to say that they were uh, a little bit, they weren't assuming he would just take it. I, and I don't want to say they were too proud, but I think it goes back to what Bucky said. Sam had to take it because if he didn't, then Captain Rogers was uh, wrong about Bucky too. So yeah. I think, you know, the Winter Soldier Bucky, he believed that Sam had to take it. Otherwise, like I said, then Steve was all wrong about him too. So he better take it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a threat. Yeah. So Michael, I'm going to bring this up because uh, I was right about this as well. And, I want to see where you are because you were upset about this and that's with uh, Walker. So he had an arc. He went crazy, did his thing. He had a little slight redemption and he chose people over getting to um, what's her name. Um, yeah. And, and at the end, uh, uh, at the end credits you saw or at the end of the show, yeah, he became your little agent guy. So, you know, he had his arc, which I thought My was just guy? yeah, your little agent guy. Um, he had his little arc that you were complaining about, and I said, just wait, he'll probably be reading everything I said came true. Um, was it enough for you, or like to me, it's enough because that character—that's all you really need to talk about him. He doesn't need his own 
movie. That guy's not important yeah, enough. Not that important. I don't know. Okay. Was it enough? No. Not just his arc. I think this entire series would have benefited from three more episodes. I don't think it needed to be super long, but I think it was a little bit too compact. And I have, from what I heard online, there was another uh, plot point that they kind of cut out. The whole, yeah, that whole missing virus thing. Yeah, there was supposed to be a whole viral outbreak thing, which I get why they cut that out. Nobody wants to hear about a virus right now during COVID. We're living that already. Exactly. So I get why they cut that out. But I think, I think this show as a whole was a little bit too constrained. And that was one of the things I said I wanted to bring up about, you know, bring up later. And here we are. Is just that I think this show could have breathed, had a little bit more breathing room. And I think it would have been that much better. So I, I actually liked his arc. And I know I complained about him last week and he did redeem himself pretty quickly and you don't have to have a whole bunch about it. You know, we see in that scene, he literally looks and can't decide, but then obviously does decide and does the right well, thing. And, the, and him dropping his shield and yes. like accepting that he's not Captain America, but then the real shield lifting up to lift it up was a very nice imagery, I think. Yes. A hundred percent agree with you, Liam. Good. So he made the right choice. He made one right decision. One right decision. But he keeps... Even right before that, he's still got something going on in his noggin. Oh, he's a nut. He's, what's that? He's a nutball. The serum serum messed with his mind. Yes, it, it, it enhanced him. And like I said, he was already conflicted as it was, and it has enhanced that confliction. So I still don't believe he's 100% hinged, if you will. I think. Oh, he's, no, he's by far not. Okay, so as long as we're clear on that. Like I said, I'm okay with the redemption arc. They did it well. I just think it needed a little bit more room to breathe. I think they could have, you know, brought it out a little bit more. But then again, the entire series, I think. I think if this had gone eight, nine episodes, we would have had a better length. Just because yeah. I think I think it was a little bit rushed, and that's all. Maybe. I just don't see him as an important character. Maybe he will be later on down the road. But I, 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 the whole point of this series was to get Sam to where he needs to be. Yeah. And that's not, fine. So, I mean, they're going to clearly use Walker somewhere else. I mean, in something else. Uh, we'll Star see. Avengers, Thunderbolts. Maybe. Maybe well, that's the be thing. Series. So, Lingham brings up a very good point. I see three different possibilities. You could have Dark Avengers. Yeah. That's certainly a possibility. You could have Thunderbolts. Which Zemo's already on the raft, and that's where it kind of started. Exactly. You Zemo know, so, on the raft, like with Thunderbolt Ross, was like, "Hey, I need your intellect. Lead these morons to be government stuff." Right. Do you know? So I know, I know Liam and I were talking about it. Do you know who the Thunderbolts are, Joe? I, I, yeah, I've read about them. Yes, since last okay. episode. Okay, so Thunderbolts are very much a possibility, and it fits because. You know, General Thunderbolt Ross. He is. He was one. He was one of the ones pushing the Sokovia Accords. Well, sure. So why he not? Went, because yeah, I mean, you can see the ego in that guy, and and not and trying to be another, you know, um, leader. You know, of of, of having to control people of power. Like he never yes, could. So right, that's, that's exactly what he was. So you know. I can see that so for sure. So if you had him working with Zemo, that which Zemo, I don't know, would work necessarily with, because he's different here in the MCU versus how he is in the comics. Right. In the comics, he'll work with you know supervillains all the time. Yeah. His in the comics, he in this version, he's a little less crazy and more conniving. Yes. And also, what's interesting is in the comics, he's a full-on Nazi. Oh yeah, that too. Oh really? Whereas, Interesting in here, it seems that they made him possibly of Jewish heritage mm-hmm. on this side of things. They, yeah, it, it wasn't outright, but they kind of hinted towards that. Mm-hmm. And so, I remember in the like comics, the Thunderbirds were also called the Masters of Evil, which is like stupid. It's just the most on-the-nose name. Well, yes, but you got to remember the Masters of Evil. That 
was a fantastic comic book name in the late 60s, early 70s yeah, when they first came around. It was perfectly cheesy for back then. Yeah. I, I just can't wait for Beetle to be introduced because he was always remarkably overcomplicated because he, he had this whole like dimension travel thing that was super weird. Yeah. Who was that, Beetle? Yeah, Beetle. I think yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, possibly the Dark Avengers possibly Thunderbolts, or a third option, which actually over the last 24 to 40 hours, 48 hours, the more I've been thinking about it, is the West Coast Avengers. There's a bunch of surfers. What's a West Coast Avenger? So they basically had two Avengers titles starting in the 80s. Um, uh, Tony Stark went out West. Obviously, he's not going to be part of this because he is dead. Yep. But... The West Coast Avengers were led by Hawkeye. Oh, okay. And you had Hawkeye. You had the White Vision, uh, U.S. Agent. And that um, Russian Iron Man, right? He was in it. Uh, was he? I know I know. Uh, Scarlet Witch went over there for a while. You had Wonder Man. Oh, uh, and the, Black, the Marvel version of Black Canary as well. Yep. Uh, what's her name? Um, I don't remember. Mockingbird. Mockingbird, yeah. And Iron uh, War Machine as well. Exactly. They already have most of the characters. They could very easily do a West Coast Avengers team. Which, some news, Hawkeye just finished production. Or just finished shooting. shooting, The the fly in the ointment there is that the rumor is Hawkeye, the show, is him passing on the torch to Kate Bishop. Right. And she will be the new Hawkeye. If that's the case, then that kind of kills the idea of a West Coast Avengers team. Well, I mean, there's I no reason I don't like, feel like Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye got like nearly enough screen time. Oh, I agree. I like. Yeah, no, I, I think you know just because he teaches uh, Kate Bishop, you know, doesn't mean he can't come around again. You know. Well, that's the thing. Even in the comics, he goes by Hawkeye. But so does Kate Bishop. They both yeah. use the, the yeah. title Hawkeye. So there's two Hawkeyes, just like there's two Spider-Men now. Yeah. 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 So, so this, I, this show I, ends. So there's so many possibilities. And I love that because so much can happen now. The biggest possibility that I saw out of this, well, that I don't even know if it's like a thing, but the fact that the, grenade, the smoke grenade that Sharon... Uh, the Mercury sold, grenades, wherever they were? Yeah, sold to Batrock, and then Batrock gave to the Flag Smashers, were green and pumpkin-shaped. So that was like so oh, yeah. And then the ar- the latch lock things that they used on things had eight arms. I saw that. Was I was like, right. Go- Green Goblin? Alfred Molina? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, this, is this happening? And then I'm pretty sure that who Sharon called in that end credit scene was like one of the Sinister Six or Osborne. Because they're setting Sinister Six up. They totally are. Well, it's tough because it has to de- the deal with Sony because I know Marvel won't, won't produce, won't, won't give them any extra money. Um, but they didn't, and another set of news, sorry, they just signed a deal with Disney Plus, signed a deal with Sony to have the yeah. Spider-Man movies uh, on Disney Plus. So. And plus, like, they, with the first uh, Homecoming with the whole, like, Vulture, Michael Keaton, yeah. and uh, uh, the guy who who is Scorpion uh, hinting at, I got some guys that doesn't like Spider-Man, like, Yep. Right, totally setting up. Yeah, so what do, I I did Could like very that. Well be, but... I did like that Zemo had his pole even on the raft. Somehow that play the all the super the super serum soldiers were killed, and he got what he wanted in the end. Yeah, his butler, his butler. Um, yep. Blew up the he yeah, so the he's hat. he's still in contact. Put it that way. Like, well, something. I'm pretty sure that's Val's. That's that's. Uh, that's uh, that's Val's deal. And to me, Zemo was the runaway well, best character of the show. Oh, he's so good. He he's really good as Zemo. Like I, he's really good. Yeah, Daniel Bruhl's fantastic as Zemo. Yeah, what I liked about that whole scene was that as they're loading in, loaded into police van, one of the cops says, "What? Uh, one nation, one world, or one one, one world, people. one people? Yeah, they're catchphrase." Yeah, he thing. says that one world, one people. So I'm like, oh, they're gonna get away. Then boom, like literally two seconds later, boom. Well, no, nope, they're yeah, not getting away. The butler t- like takes off the gloves and just drives away. It was super cool. Yeah. I thought that was fun. How? Oh, they're getting away. And no, they're not. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. So what do we think of the new um, power broker? Well, they never really explicit, like, in the, I watched it again, and they, she never admitted to being the power broker. She didn't actually say anything. So, maybe she's, like, the front for some, like, thing. Because Zemo has stated that he's met the power broker, but he also met Sharon, but didn't say anything. So, just, maybe Sharon's acting as the power broker, but I don't think she's the power broker. I don't remember... Zemo saying that he met the power broker. I in, thought he said he didn't know when, what they look like. When he, well, because he's Nemo, but when, when they went to Madripoor for the first time, he said mm-hmm. he's had contact with the uh, with the power broker before, and he referred to the power broker in male like pronouns. Well, so. the power broker, we don't know. We know, obviously, Carly thinks that she's, that Sharon's the power broker. And Batrock also thought that. Exactly. But he didn't know that because remember when he popped in, he's like, oh, so I'm going to tell everyone you're the power broker. And then, bam, right. she kills him. So he knew, right. but he didn't get to tell anyone. Right. So Carly knew. Are we, are, are we sad we lost Batrock after seeing Captain America and the Winter Soldier? I mean, after seeing no. uh, the, the Winter Soldier? No. No. Yeah. No. He, he was fine. He fulfilled his purpose. I. He's not a particularly great villain. He no. showed up in the comics I'm reading. I'm like, the guy just kicks a lot. That's that's his thing. He kicks a lot. I mean, the flips were cool, but like, still. No, yeah. It's cool fighting, but really, his superpower is he kicks a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I watch Winter Soldier, I'm like, why did it take Captain America that long to beat that guy up? Like, come on. Like, he held, he held the fist of Thanos for a minute. And he and backtrack like knocked him. I don't know. You know how it goes. Yeah. My favorite moment in the episode is still Bucky doing a superhero landing. Yeah, that that was really good. Oh yeah. So I forgot what I was going to say about backtrack or about. Uh oh! I'm sorry about the power broker. Sorry. I I think she is the power broker. I I though I don't. Uh, exclude the fact that she might be a front for someone else who is like even Val possibly yeah. being the real power, power broker. Well, I know Val, Zemo, and Ross definitely, like, they're in cahoots, I think. They, they're they're a thing. And I think Val, I don't know who exactly she's working for. I, I know there was talk that people, people were saying that uh, she was being set up as kind of like an evil Nick Fury. Right, and I don't doubt that she's not afraid to get her hands dirty. But neither was Nick Fury, to be honest. Yeah, um, no. But I'm wondering, is she actually working for the U.S. government or some other power? I feel well, Val knows way too much because Val spoke about thing. We're not like I think it was something like things are about to get weird. We're not going to need a Captain America or a U.S. agent. I'm pretty sure she's aware of the Skrull invasion, and and I'm pretty sure because that they're setting up secret invasion as well. Which was the whole scroll thing in the comics. Right. True. There's a lot that they're setting up. Um, well, she did say, Val did say, like, you know, she came up with the U.S. agent thing. So she put the U.S. in there. So I'm assuming that she has some kind of United States influence. Right. Also, Whereas S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be, well, they kind of painted, in the comics, it's, it's hard for me to keep separating the two. In the comics, S.H.I.E.L.D. was more like an international organization. Whereas I think the way they painted Shield, at least in the MCU, is much more of a U.S. Yeah. yeah. Well, strategic yeah. homeland. <laughs> well, yes. A funny thing that I, I noticed on a second rewatch was when they were talking when Sam like dropped dropped into the crowd like an angel carrying Carly's body. Yes. Was when they're like, "What are we calling you now, Falcon or Captain Falcon?" Which Captain Falcon's a character from the F Zero video game series and also Super Smash Bros. Which is super funny. I don't know if that was left in on purpose or Probably. Just, yeah, I think that was funny. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. That's fine. I was just saying that was very interesting uh, kind of a iconography there because he he comes down just like like you said, like an angel. Yeah. Are really all the lights around him, cradling yeah. her body. Yeah, it was really cool. Very well done. 
and one because I know Torres does become a Falcon, the Falcon in the comics. And I noticed when I watched it again that when they were cutting to the different people watching Sam's speech, Torres was on the floor of like a garage, and the wings were in the background. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think he was maybe he's like fixing it up to become the next Falcon. Because yep. Sam gave him the wings, so. But so will Sam not have wings, or they both will fly around? Well, he's Captain America now, but Torres will be the Falcon. Right, but will Captain America always have the wings? Well, I think he's adding his own flair. Torres will add his own thing to it. But Sam's different as the colors and the shield. So Cap will always have the wings, and he'll fly. Yes, as long as it's Sam Wilson. Yes, okay. as long as it's Sam Wilson, Cap. And I remember Bucky became Cap in the comics at one point. Oh, yeah. Which, it's going to be interesting to see where the MCU takes this because Anthony Mackie still has a few films uh, on his contract yet. Same with... uh, uh, Sebastian Stan. Yep, Sebastian Stan. They both have a few films left under their contracts. Mm -hmm. But Sebastian Stan, not that he's an old man, but even after Anthony Mackie, who was also not an old man, but they're still, what, pushing 40 now? Or close to it? Right. By the time Anthony Mackie's done, I don't know, is Sebastian Stan, are they going to pass it on to him? Or are they going to have to come up with something else? I guess I think we need to pay attention to the comics to see who else they pick. Right. Yeah. Well, um, Elijah Bradley uh, played, like, he became a young Avenger called Patriot Correct. in the comics. Which um, they could be doing, like dealing with that. True. There's always that because I think it's pretty clear that again they they drop so many Easter eggs on these things. There's so many things they could set up, and I think they do that on purpose. They're they're putting yeah. things in people's heads because they could run with that and go that direction. They've laid a lot of Easter eggs hinting at the Young Avengers already, like you said, yeah. uh, Isaiah Bradley. Um, who no, Eli- Elijah Bradley. Uh, I'm sorry, Isaiah. Elijah. My bad. Sorry, Elijah Bradley, who becomes Patriot, and then the twins from Wandavision. Oh, uh, Wiccan and Speed. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. They are also young Avengers. Yeah. So, I mean, I realize that's part of the team, but they can. I mean, the comics and the movies are always a little bit tweaked. We know we're going to get an Iron Heart series that's coming. Right. And she is a very young female version of Iron Man. The, the, actually, the series I'm most excited for is the Moon Knight series because I've always loved Moonlight. Moon Knight. Oh, don't get me started on Moon Knight. I love Moon Knight. We'll He's come such back a good character. Oh, yes. But let me, let me finish this real quick. So, with yeah, Young yeah. Avengers. Young Avengers also had a character named Iron Lad, which Ironheart could take that place of a young Iron Man. And then Kate Bishop was also a member of that, which we're already seeing is going to get the Hawkeye. Uh, you know, I really thought they character. were I thought they were going to bring the kid back from Iron Man 3 to be the next Iron Man because he was at the funeral. He still could. He could become Iron Lad. That's still a possibility. Right. Um, so they could do that. But the last character, Stature, is uh, what, Cassie Lang? Mm-hmm. Who is the daughter of Aunt Scott? Yeah. And now that they've aged her up um, with the time, with the whole blip time skip, she right. could for sure. Right. And we already know she was recast as someone a little bit older that's going to be in the next Ant-Man Ant-Man 3. Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Right. So right. all so I'm saying is they've got the majority of the Young Avengers team showing up in various spots. Now the difference is the difference that what they have to do with this right is the reason that the Marvel movies work is that they have actors with gravitas and if you throw a bunch of young people in there that don't necessarily have that yet, um, you you got to do it wisely. Like hopefully they pick the right people and you you give them the smaller role there that that they can grow into that main role. But I mean, you know, the whole reason this whole Marvel universe works is because they cast Robert Downey Jr. to begin with. Yeah. Otherwise, nothing would have happened beyond Iron Man. So, and then they kept casting the right people to do the right things. So, you know, if you throw a bunch of young kids in there, now I think what will what will really be interesting is if they figure out two things: a, Fantastic Four has to be it can be a whole new you know split thing for for the you know for Marvel to 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 you know there's three movies out of that if they do it right. 
And yeah. obviously the biggest moneymaker, it would be X-Men. Like, yes, that. Which I think, didn't they say they were going to try and cast uh, the guy that was originally going to be Captain America? Uh, as, as John Krasinski? John Krasinski? Yeah, yeah as, we'll see. As, we'll as we'll see. Fantastic. And I think, I think he'd do well as Mr. Fantastic, actually. We'll see. I mean, um, I that's the be. talk. But uh, yeah. those are the two properties, I think, that if they're going to really make money down in the future, is clearly X-Men is their... I think when things go down, that's when X-Men comes up because that's that that will be a big deal. And wasn't there the whole Hugh Jackman thing about wanting to come back as like a younger, new, like different universe Wolverine or something? I forget. Well, I, I Hugh Jackman said once the only, only way he'd come back is if he could be with the Avengers. Right. But that was a couple few years ago now. And I mean, we, with the introduction of Kang... Then well, with interest Loki and then Kang will come the multiverse, which means like right. once once Ant Man, Doctor Strange, and then Loki come out, that's when the multiverse shell will be broken. Oh yeah, Those yeah. Three- and Loki starts June, I believe. That, that, I'm excited for that one. That one looks really good. Yeah, it looks great. Um, and we also have Shang Chi coming out, which I can't wait for that. Yeah, that that looks that looks like we're going to get some great like karate ninja belts. That, that's what Mortal Kombat wants to be, and it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> now let me throw something back in there to go back to it. Something we touched on a minute ago. Uh, Moon Knight. Yes, I love him too. I know he's a C grade character. I know he's like he's not really that big. He's not, but I, he's he has a special place in my heart. I think I mentioned him on the show before. Oh yeah, I found a bunch of his comics back in the nineties from the 80s in a quarter bin and bought most of his original run then. Really fantastic stuff. I get that he's not the typical hero, especially with his multiple personalities, or was it disassociative personalities? Is what they call no, him? it was, he had another, like a god possessing his head or something. Well, well he died in an Egyptian tomb, but then the god was like, okay, I'll let you come back, but you got to work for me. Yes, and I get, I, yeah, and I get, and I get an apartment in your head. But I just want to throw this out there. I mentioned the West Coast Avengers as a possibility. We already know we're getting a Moon Knight show. And, you know, Oscar Isaac, who he does have that gravitas. Yeah, Oscar yeah. Isaac would be great. Jeremy Renner has that gravitas. Uh, Don Cheadle, uh, Paul Bentley. Well, no, my point, was, my point was the younger people have to, to carry no, it on no, later. I get that. I get that. Um, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. We have enough characters that if they wanted to do West Coast Avengers, they have most of that team already now in development. Likewise, same with Young Avengers. Now, I think it's just Marvel because Kevin Feige plans way ahead now. Right. Those Young Avengers, yeah, they're younger. Or maybe he'll just make them the new Avengers at some point. But I'm saying... We probably won't even see those based on what Marvel has mapped out already the next two, three years ahead of time. Right. It might not be four, five years yet before we see these young or new Avengers or whatever they end up being calling. So, and we already know we have, you know, Haley Stanfield. Right. Is going to be the new Hawkeye. She's playing Kate Bishop. For a young actress, she has gravitas. She was, wasn't she nominated for an Oscar for, uh, True Grit at like yeah. 14 years old. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's what I mean by casting. If they do it right, it'll be... Right. Now, we didn't get to see much from this Elijah Bradley character. He was, you know, very small role in this, so we can't say much about him. Yeah, the kids were little kids in WandaVision, but in five years, they're old enough where that they can recast that with someone with better acting chops, if you will. Yeah. So I don't... I'm not saying you're wrong at all, Joe. You're right. I'm just saying... Marvel's planting the seeds, kind of like how in Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, they planted the idea of a multiverse, didn't mm-hmm. go there, but at least because they mentioned it, even though it turned out to be bullcrap, now we've got the idea of multiverse in head, and it's not going to be surprised when the multiverse actually happens. Right. Yeah. So it's just oh, Marvel yeah. and Feige planting seeds that they'll reap later. The biggest, the biggest seed that I found in like all the Spider, the new Spider-Man movies was Sinister Six. Like they're setting that up. Like Vulture, uh, 
Electro, that confirmation that, oh, what's his name? The guy that played him in Amazing Spider-Man. Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Um, Alfred Molina mm-hmm. as Doc Ock. Um, Matt Gargan as the Scorpion. The Shocker. Like, Tinkerer. They got so many people that have been in one of the versions of Sinister Six that it's like, how can they not bring bring that up? Right. And we got also got, you know... Um, you know, Florence Pugh playing what would be the next Black Widow, I would assume. Yep. Yep. So, which it was kind of fun watching Winter Soldier seeing Black Widow in that and how instrumental she was in that film too. Yes. Like she was a good comic. It was a, that's a good movie. It really is. It really is a good movie. Yeah, it holds up really nice. Robert Redford's just great in that. But again, that's another great casting. Like that guy is, you know, was perfect. Well, and, and to your point, you know, as that's our introduction to Falcon and you know Anthony Mackie, Sam Wilson, because I just watched it again, and you know, you get to meet Sam, and his biggest thing is his empathy, right? Yep, that yep. carried all the way through. It carried all the way through. I admit, in Civil War, and uh, like Ant Man, he had less to do. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in those movies, yeah. Exactly. A lot of people, you know, huge ensemble cast. Spider-Man for the first time, which was a big, 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 big deal. Exactly. Yeah. So this series right here, we got to see a little bit more. A lot more, actually. Uh, And, you know, you get to see more of his character. So you saw it through from the time you first meet him in Winter Soldier to the end of this. He stays consistent, and that's important. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Anything that we missed on this episode? Uh, I'm just taking notes. No more flag smashers. They've been smashed. Yeah. The, the Zemo got the off on them. I don't know that they're dead. Is, it a, is this it for serum? I don't think so because... I have a running theory that the original serum that the scientist guy created, the one that actually worked, had something to do with the Wakandan Black Panther flower thing. I have a feeling about that. I don't disagree with you because I think I mentioned... Yeah, I think I mentioned just last episode, Joe, Mm -hmm. that that flower is basically the Wakandan version of a super soldier serum. That and that big machine that he was put in. You know, it wasn't like just a shot. It was, I mean, they made a skinny guy huge. The serum that happens now just makes us somebody strong. That's a totally different, it's a bit, a bit of the gamma, gamma rays or something combined with it or something, you know? Well, if you look, okay, yeah, Steve was different in that. Yes, he took the serum and then got zapped by the Vita rays, I think they're called. Yeah. And he went from a small winkling to this ripped guy. Everyone else has taken the super soldier serum thus far, uh, whether it's uh, Bucky. He didn't get huge. Well, we don't know what happened to Bucky. Uh, they've hinted pretty heavily that he got... Zola. Was it Zola? What's his name? Didn't he work on him? Arnim Zola? Yeah. Yeah, but remember, uh, the Red Skull took a German version of the Super Soldier Serum, and that's how he ended up looking like how he... Well, he used the same guy made the right. serum. But Arnim Zola could have worked on that since and then worked on the Winter Soldier. Yes, that's what I mean. Ha- that- what I'm basically what I'm trying to say is they didn't have the Vitaray piece, so Bucky was already you know a pretty solid guy as was. He got a little bit more ripped when he got the Super Soldier. Same, everyone else so far we've seen they've taken the serum, but none of them had that Vitaray piece, so they didn't get super massively huge. Right. Well, and that doctor guy that remade the serum said that he wants his serum to be discreet and like not noticeable. Unlike the whole big buff, buff thing. Right. Right. Dr. So, Erskine. Erskine, that Erskine, was Stanley Tucci's yeah. character. I had to look it up. So, to answer your question, are we done with the super soldier serum? No, I don't think so. All right. All right. Well, that that's a good place, I think, to stop. We've we've done our typical hour. Yeah. Um, Liam, I hope you had fun. I'm, I did. It was I'm, fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you came on the show. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being such a, a great supporter of our show. Um, you know, I just noticed you're wearing our shirt, aren't you? 
He I is. Am, I, I am wearing the Kybercast shirt. Liam is repping the colors. So, Joe, do we sell those shirts on their website? Do we we do sell our show. We do a, po- I'm going to say it, a piss poor job of actually marketing our own po- podcast. But you can <laughs> you can buy some cool swag at uh, kybercast.com slash shop. That is kybercast.com slash shop. There's all kinds of things you can get on there. And uh, it helps a little bit of the show. Um, not a lot, but we'll take it. And plus, but but more important, if you wear stuff, that's that's what'll get us uh, these people asking uh, what the show is. So yeah, check that out there uh, at our website. Um, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, thanks um, for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Um, tell a friend about the show and tell them where you can find us on you know various podcasts uh, catchers from Apple to Spotify to everything in between, even Amazon. And um, we try to reach out socially. Uh, Michael, tell them where they can talk to us socially. Because I think you're going to put the, uh, the uh, um, hey, we've got book club that you, you I'm sure you got to work on still. And we've got our, <laughs> we and we've got our, the March Madness, which is March Madness. <laughs> so we're really on top of things here at the KyberCast. But uh, how, can they talk to us? how can they talk to us, Michael? They can talk to us. Uh, you can go to Twitter or you can go to Instagram and look for us under mm-hmm. at the or at Kybercast. Sorry, if you go to Facebook, we have both a page and a group under the Kybercast. Cool. Well, that'll do it for this week. Thanks uh, for listening in. Um, next week, probably we're going to try and do it at the same bat time, same bat channel, but not as much to talk about because we have some time before anything happens again. So, if you want to waste your time, and I mean that literally, you know, check out Mortal Kombat and or. Godzilla versus Kong before that goes away and uh, you will spend the same time wasted that I have but if you don't want to waste your time watch the Nevers that's a good show until we can catch up uh, next week so until then this is the way I have spoken what a piece of junk boring conversation anyway